Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Find new roads. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas, the capital city. And we will be joined in a moment by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. But first, let's talk to Neil by way of Saracen. Neil, I, I suffered a slight heart attack earlier in the program when um, I was listening to Joe and, and uh, John. They were talking about the Double R Prop Specials. And they were reading off the season totals, not the Western Carolina game, which is only for one half. I'm like, there's no way that K.J. Jefferson is going to throw for 249 yards in the first half. So anyway, we got all that straightened out. But the Double R Prop Specials, they are up and they are rolling for this Western Carolina game. Absolutely. And... uh you know, we, we we did them for the first half because you know we it's an FCS game and 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 my risk management team made me limit it to fifty dollars stakes because they said nobody in their right mind puts up prop bets for the first game of the season with a powerhouse conference versus an FCS team and I said well uh, we do in Arkansas because Arkansas is our team and our players demand it and you know uh, we've got to give them the content that they ask for so yes we did put it up. So you would have that content to bet. Uh, you've got that double R prop pays uh, for this game, which you can't find anywhere else. But don't forget, you've got 19 college football games right now that you can bet. You've got two SEC teams in play tonight, and you got UAPB in play tonight. So there, here we go. Labor Day weekend, a great weekend for college football because everybody has the same record for the most part. Let's say we're a week zero team, and everybody's excited about uh, kicking off the season this year, and I'm telling you, if you do not have a Bet Saracen account, please go, please register, get it done today because you don't want to be fooling with that when you're trying to make your flash bets, when you're trying to get your parlays in, and trying to get your double R prop plays in before it goes off. Because some people have said, Neil, you're crazy for doing it. Well, we did it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Neil. All right, let the, let the games begin in earnest tonight. BetSaracen.com or go get the app in the App Store. That's Neil Atkinson from Saracen. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. And you know what this is. I I have been sitting on your predicted score. I saw it earlier in the week on mm-hmm. um, uh, hogsports.com. We all were predicting the game. So I've, I've just been sitting here waiting because this is the uh, Bud Light Little Blue Book Day mm-hmm. and the tiebreaker, which you didn't have that at that time. I'm sure you would have put that in your prediction that – um, uh, drive time sports has a tiebreaker, and that is first touchdown for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that is the tiebreaker. And with that being said, uh, what is Trey Biddy's prediction for this Western Carolina game, even though I know it already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it already. The line hasn't changed for the game, so why should my prediction change at all? <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of just went with, you know, 
Western Carolina put up 31.9 points per game last year and gave up 31.9 points per game last year. So I was kind of thinking of a theme of 32. So I'd go Arkansas 49, Western Carolina 17. First score, I should have predicted that you would guess that you would ask for first score. I will go with um, I'll go with KJ Jefferson to Isaac Tesla um, on a play action from mm, 39 yards. yards. Oh, I 21. Gonna, I was going to go 39 for you, but that, <laughs> we'll go 21. How about that? All right. 21 yards. We have that's, a, that's the pick. We have a question for you by way of Savage and our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. He said, ask Trey, does he think the Hogs will have three running backs with at least 500 yards or more this season? I think Rocket should hit 1,500 this year. I don't think that that'll be the case. Uh, you mean... If Rocket stays healthy, then that's definitely possible. You know, I think they'll pull back on KJ running a bit, but not all the way. They they need him. The offense, at least in the past, works the best when he's having success running. So KJ's going to eat up a good bit of that. So, yeah, I don't I don't think you'll have three running backs over over 500. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. But all right, here's what I've got on uh, Bet Saracen. I've got 349 and a half yards rushing for uh, Rashad DeBinion. Then I have got KJ Jefferson 624 and a half yards rushing for KJ Jefferson. Uh, let's see, AJ Green. I've got 449 and a half yards, and then finally the Rocket Man. I have 1249 and a half yards. I think the other backs will eat up uh, the yards. He had 1,400 this past year, but I think the Binion and A.J. have improved so greatly, and certainly, Trey, they showed that in the bowl game uh, when Rocket went down against Kansas, and both of them had, one had 100 on the nose, I believe, and that was green, and yeah. then I can't remember the exact yardage for the uh, Binion. Like I feel like one guy had 99 and one guy had like right at around a, right around 100. But you know, you you just said it, Randy. You know, when Rocket went down, you know, running backs get dinged up, sure. and you can't just say, "Hey, this guy's going to get this much every single game," right? Because guys miss games, and you can look at Western Carolina too. You know, they're they're both of their top running backs missed games last year, also. So, in in, in the backfield. You need to have three ready to go at all times because I, I'm not a big fan of just rotating three guys. I think that's a poor way to do it. I like having an established, this is this is our guy running back that we're going to feed, let him get into a groove. We're going to spell him with this guy. You know, We're going to bring in a change of pace with this guy. And then the third guy really to me is an occasional package or if you need him because somebody else got dinged up. I, don't, I just don't like a three-man rotation in the backfield. That's definitely not my preference. Now, you may have to do some of that to keep guys healthy and not looking at the transfer portal these days, but it's it's certainly, I don't think, preferred to do it that way. But your favorite guy is the fourth guy. So does that mean Johnson's not going to play mm-hmm. at all? No, everybody's going to get an opportunity. Oh, guys are going to get dinged up. I mean, they're just they yeah. just are, and you're going to have an opportunity. You have to be ready to go, and when you get your opportunity, you've got to be ready to go. So that's everybody will have her chance. It may not be right out of the gate, but you'll get a shot. Isaiah Augusta will get a shot. And see, oh, you did it right that time. Oh, you've been practicing that. all day long, haven't you? I have. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drake. Five. What I'm anxious to see is who is the next man up at different positions. In other words, mm-hmm. we are expecting, as an example, Isaiah Satania to start off in the slot. Who is next? Is it Bryce Stevens? Is it going to be, if he's capable of playing, is it going to be Jaden Wilson? So who's the next man up there? Uh, there's a lot of positions I could say. Well, I, I'm anxious to see who is the next man up. 
Yeah, I think Jaden Wilson in the slot, if he's good to go 100%, I mean, right. well, I mean, I don't think he's going to be 100% if he's got an AC that's going to it's going to be with him, but at least he could. We're not going to see any uh, throws with, with Jaden Wilson, so it shouldn't affect him too much. But I, I think they made that move because they felt like they wanted to get, you know, their best next group of guys out there, and that to do that it meant putting Jaden Wilson in the slot. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you remember, guys, Jaden Wilson was was somebody that Sam Pittman talked about a ton in the spring and leading up in the spring about how well he was performing, and he did some good things in the Liberty Bowl also. Uh, but he has been banged up a little bit, hurt in the spring and then hurt again here in, in fall camp. So I would say he's next up in the slot, no question. I, guys, I think with wide receiver, it could go any, any direction with mm-hmm. who's the leading receiver. It could be a different guy for – Leading touchdowns, leading in receiving yardage, leading in catches. It could be literally be a different guy in all three categories. Uh, so I'm I'm really anxious. Like out of everything, just really anxious to see the relationship with KJ Jefferson and his receivers and his tight ends, also for that matter. I started to say I'm anxious to see under the lights. He won't be under the lights tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, I should say. They will say. still have lights on. They will have lights on. Okay. They do play day games with lights on for some reason. So. Under the lights at War Memorial Stadium. I can't wait to see Luke Haas. I saw him in the spring, yeah. spring game. They didn't they didn't throw it to him, give him any opportunities in the spring game. But uh, everything that Sam keeps talking about, saying about him, I mean, it, this kid by the time, as he said, another two or three years, I think he's going to be really good this year. I don't think he's going to be a guy that they look for, not a guy yeah. that just, you know, find every once in a while. Like, you know, he'll be a guy that – is the first option a lot of times and a guy that they look for on third down. I mean, he's he could have a really impressive season as a freshman. Now, it will be interesting to see because, you know, we we talked about freshmen who played, and, guys, I was thinking back, if I remember, did Jarius Wright not start out of the gate as a true freshman? Wow. May have, May have May yeah. Do you guys remember how long it took him to get his first catch? Yeah. It was a while. I think he went three a, games without a catch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a while. So just because a guy, you know, has all this potential and ability, you know, doesn't mean he's just going to storm out of the gates. Now, Haz might do that. I'm not saying he won't. But I just remember, and Jarius Wright ended up being, well, I mean, he has all the big receiving records, you know, for a career at yeah. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So um, he ended up being a great receiver. But it took him a while to get going. Even though he had all that hype and coaches were talking him up in preseason and, and ended up starting him as a true freshman. But once he took off, now would it also the same case for Burks? Because it seemed like it took forever for him to have his first touchdown. Yeah, he didn't have a touchdown his first year. Right, that's right. I'll bet you Luke has. Well, that was Chad Morris's <laughs> fault. Uh, I'll bet you has catches balls before those guys did. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh, I think so, I'll bet too. he catches one Saturday. I think he will. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Let's talk with Justin. Justin, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yes, sir. And happy to be kicking this back off. You bet. Um, what I wanted to say was I'm I'm hopeful, but uh, at the end of this three-game non-conference stretch, we uh, KJ and Rocket have only played about nine quarters. Um, and I think if that's the case, that'll kind of give us an idea of what we got to look forward to this season. But I wanted to get in the book, and uh, that's all I've got, guys. All right, Justin, what's your prediction? We're going to go 42-17, and I think Rocket's going to be the first score. 42-17 and the Rocket. You got it. Yes, sir, 42-17. As far as those guys playing quarters, remember, BYU is a third game, so I, I, I yeah. hope they're ready to play a full game by the time they get to there. Yeah, I mean, BYU is not going to be a pushover by any stretch. But uh, can't overlook anybody. I mean, can't overlook BYU, Kent State. Can't look over, overlook Western Carolina. I mean, there, there are teams that lose, Power 5 teams that lose to FCS members. It doesn't happen a lot. I think it happened twice last year maybe. Um, the year before that, I think it happened maybe four times. The thing of it is, if you lose to an FCS team, I went back and looked. Going back, I went back to 2017. Every team that's lost to an FCS team out of the Power Five ranks um, has gone on to have a horrible season. Not yeah. didn't make a bowl game. You know, you would expect um, that. Yeah. So there's. I tell you this, 
Arkansas's got a lot of history with the Southern Conference. I mean, there's the Citadels out of the Southern Conference back in 1992, obviously. Um, there's there's several other programs at Arkansas. Sanford, you know, Arkansas didn't play Sanford that great in Brett Bielema's second game. I think it was 31-21. Mm. Uh, they're out of the Southern Conference. Uh, there are a few others <laughs> that Arkansas has, you know, had lackluster uh, performances against if you look and back Missouri over the years. Missouri State last year, good mm-hmm. point. Yep. It's 27, Missouri State, Southern Conference. Yeah. Yep, their Southern Conference. And, uh, yeah, you know, though. also with, with those teams you see also, you know, going back on the other side, back when Missouri State uh, faced Arkansas in 2011, you know, Arkansas beat them handily, but Missouri State just sold out completely against the run. And I remember Petrino saying after the game that he should have thrown the ball every down. The only reason he didn't is just out of stubbornness. <laughs> but they held him to 3.1 yards a carry, I think 99 rushing yards that day. And Petrino kept running, running, ran like 33 times or something like that. Rick, maybe you got the math. But it's, I know it was like 3.1 yards per carry. Um, so sometimes that's a win for an FCS team. Like, hey, you know, and, and you know, Kerwin Bell kind of strikes as a guy that's like, you know, they're not going to back down. They're going to throw everything they've got at Arkansas. If they get the heck beat out of them, then so be it. But they're going to, you know, not play conservative, not try to take the clock down. And sometimes teams like that try to do stuff to where they can come out with a win in some regard, such as limiting, you know, an SEC team to three yards of carry or something. Let's talk with uh, Jake. Jake, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, hey guys, uh, I'll start off my questions. I got two questions. Uh, question number one, uh, I was wondering, uh, Trey, where do you think we're gonna uh, end up in SEC rankings when it comes to rushing yards uh, per game, or just uh, overall in the conference? Mm-hmm. Where do you think we'll stand against the other teams? And uh, the second question was going to be, which linebacker do you think will have the most tackles for us this season? Uh, and I and I can go ahead and get my score real fast. Sure, go real quick. Uh, 48-13, Razorback. Uh, what's the tiebreaker? 48-13, Arkansas. Who scores the first touchdown for the Razorbacks? Let's go Rocket. The Rocket man it is. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you, Jake. I think Arkansas probably finished in the top three in rushing yards. You know, two years ago they, they led FBS. I don't think that's unreasonable to expect. As far as linebackers lead them in tackles, I think probably Poopal will lead them in tackles. If not him, maybe Jaheim Thomas. But I think it'll be Poopal. I just think, you know, him returning and, and all of those things, I think they'll lean on him a lot. Hey guys, I got another one for you. Western Illinois, you guys remember that in 2008? Sure. Yes. You remember how that game went? <laughs> I mean,. 28-24, Arkansas won. This is Bobby Petrino's debut. Arkansas only ran, they ran 21 times or 76 yards in that game. But the Hogs were down 24-21, and they took the lead with 149 to play in the game with Casey Dick ran from four yards out. The drive that Arkansas, Arkansas, it took them 14 plays on that drive to get into the end zone. And they had to convert a fourth and ten, mm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> during yeah, the drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. from like the 33-yard line, or it's over, you know? Yeah, I mean, a deep pass? didn't they hit a deep pass on third I feel like it was a similar that? cowboy go-get-it yeah. type of play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Don't, don't, yeah, that could have been... You're making me nervous now. <laughs> I'm just hey, we're we're just we're just talking about it. that way they can't stun you, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we will be stunned regardless. Here's the I remember thing Petrino is- sat down after that game and he go the first thing he said, well, well that was a lot closer than we thought it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> well, look, if Arkansas does what they profess they're doing, if they are physical and they line up and run the ball, they should win this game easily. Yeah. If, if if they're if they're not able to run, because you were talking about Missouri State years ago, now they they can throw the ball, but they've got to prove they can run the ball against whoever they play this year. And this is a, good a lot of these examples that I'm pointing to are in the first year of a new head coach. Yeah, that seems to be a common thing. Or you know, in the Chad Morris era, you know, Portland State gave them a hard right. time. Um, you know, or maybe like in the middle of the season. You know, Arkansas didn't play very well against. Was it Chattanooga? who's also in the Southern Conference, back when Darren McFadden was there. 
know, it was like an 11-point game midway through the third quarter. They just didn't play very well, didn't, <laughs> didn't have a good, you know, average. But, you know, that's kind of in there sandwiched between SEC games. There's no reason in year four of Sam Pittman to come out in week one against any opponent. Right. That's right. And not have peak intensity, peak that's focus. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, all right, this from our Asher Record Service Company. Live feedback from Alex, and thank you, Alex, for adding on your tiebreaker. Uh, ask Trey, what percentage of drop-off of performance between the ones and the twos? Well, I mean, that's group to group. I, I have to go through every group. Um, <laughs> this is, let's just go in general, if you can. In general, percentage drop-off? I have no idea, Randy. <laughs> I mean, okay. You know how many t- there's so many position groups. I mean, there's obviously a drop between KJ and Jacoby Criswell, but Criswell's a guy they like a lot. You know, uh, you're talking about Rocket Sanders to the next back. I mean, those guys are good, but Sanders is a 1,400-yard All-SEC back. Wide receiver, I think there's probably – you know, a fair drop. You know, I thought Bakke was going to really surprise some people before he got hurt. Um, defensive line's pretty pretty close. I do think, the, you know, obviously the first team, I think maybe at the end spots too, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of separation. But I think the defensive line, especially the interior, is pretty, pretty even. Linebacker, maybe a little bit. I mean, it's not really settled completely at linebacker. Um, and the secondary, probably you'd see the biggest gap between the first team and the second team. All right, let's talk with uh, DK. DK, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Randy, let me, let me, let me calm back down. That, that guy right there, we answer the phone. Boy, he be, be ready to lose my, you know what I'm saying? So I had to calm back down. He be <laughs> But look, my question for you, Trey, yes. is the uh, same question I had for Randy and them yesterday. What is the likelihood that Arkansas go 5-0 and in September? Have a go. That would mean beating LSU on the road, which I think they can do. I wouldn't pick them to do it, but I'm not saying they couldn't. And, yeah, beating uh, Texas A&M. I mean, there's a chance. Like it. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Game day starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild pregame show with Trey Schapp and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the Summer Auto Loan Special from Alcoa. Hurry to take advantage of rates as low as 2.49%, up to 84 months financing, and no payments for 90 days. Can't get better than that. You can apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org or at their branches in Benton and Sheridan. Rates like these don't come on often, so hurry and don't miss out. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union, serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry counties. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marine and North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. Get your tickets now for the Oakland Sports Tailgate Party. Saturday, September 2nd, behind Double B's at Markham and Van Buren. We'll have free food and drinks, plus DJ Kramer mixing your favorite party tunes. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for your free tickets. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. 
Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, one of Arkansas's leaders in hay equipment. They handle a full line of Kubota tractors and hay tools, as well as Vermeer hay products. 501-268-1987. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback football coverage each week. Brought to you by Genesis of Conway, Lion Legal, Bell Chevrolet, Blackman Auctions, Central Arkansas Cadillac, Bath Makeover of Arkansas, and Malvern National Bank. 1037 The Buzz, the Hawks play here. Justin Anchor reminding you that Serta Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Serta Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Serta Pro Painters. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be joined by our NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage. But first, I want to talk to you about the Riverfront Steakhouse. I've said this before. This is the closer. This is where Chris Turnage goes when he's ready to close a deal. He takes all of his important clients to the Riverfront Steakhouse, where he struts around, takes them through the uh, salad bar and uh, for two, and it is, by the, by, by the way, the largest salad bar in North America with over 30 items, including baby shrimp. And then he rolls out the entree, which is the filet 10-ounce, and he orders extra of the double F or the Frank Fritcher fried shrimp. And then he gets to pick from two side items. And then he whispers to Shapur and he says, you might need to bring me a to-go box because I don't think we can eat all this. But he wants to impress. He wants to look good. And that's why you need to go to the Riverfront Steakhouse if you want to look good, if you want to eat good, that's where you need to go. Riverfront Steakhouse, North Little Rock, Wyndham Hotel, dinner for two, all to describe to you for $60. So make your reservations for Friday or Saturday night, or make them for both nights. You'll enjoy it so much, you want to go back again. That is the Riverfront Steakhouse, Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock, where it's dinner for two, the chef special. For just $60. Now joined. 371-9000, by the way, is the number to call to get a reservation. Now we are joined by the guru, the NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage. Chris, I'm, I'm so glad to know that when you want to close the deal, you go to the Riverfront Steakhouse. That makes me feel so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is 100%. And I'll tell you what I need to do is take some of these GM uh, there next year so maybe they don't cut some of my guys during cut-down day. Uh, <laughs> that would be as, as effective. Wow. How many did you have cut? Uh, well, out of uh, – so I had 36 total, and then uh, we had about eight get cut, but um, all but two signed back on practice squad. So uh, oh, working on working on uh, trying to get two plays, so that's always hard. But it's a – you know, it's a tough week because you're celebrating with some guys and their families, yeah. and others you're consoling, and they're they're upset. It's a it's a roller coaster of emotions, and then you know, trying to get get them placed, get them in a better spot or a better situation if, if the case calls for it, and go through waivers. So it's a it's a crazy three days, but um, but but nonetheless, now uh, pre- pretty good, I think, it came out. So okay, so speaking of waivers. How do the New England Patriots just keep one quarterback on their roster huh. and put two others? On waivers, I think they've signed to the practice squad. But how do you go into the season with one quarterback on your roster? 
Well, they actually made a claim today. They claim Matt Corral from Carolina. Um, oh. Arkansas fans remember him from Ole Miss. Sure, and so, um, so when you, and when you claim him, they automatically will go to your fifty-three. Um, and so they're going to go in, you know, with Mac Jones as their one, Matt Corral as their two, and then they'll have Malik Cunningham and and uh, Bailey Zappi as on their practice squad. So they'll they go from having one to two to four uh, available, right? That's that's interesting. Well, Corral. Now the practice squad won't be available on game day, and in, in you know unless they moved them up to the fifty-three. So you, you know they can't elevate them to the fifty-three on game day. So they, and I'm sure you'll probably see that. But um, if they don't elevate them, that those two wouldn't be available. You'd have you know Mac Jones and Matt Corral. Okay. So speaking of quarterbacks, what do you think of Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys? What does that mean for Lance, and what does that mean for Dak hmm. Prescott, or does, what, what does it mean? Period. You know, I think Dallas saw it as a as a uh, low risk, high reward move. I mean, they traded a fourth round pick, but this is for the former top five overall pick. Yeah. Um, and so I think they said, "Hey, let's trade a fourth. He comes in as our number three or number two, whichever. Um, if we if he's not that effective, it's our number three quarterback. You know, we lose a fourth round. But if he turns out to be anything like a lot of people thought he would be when they drafted him that high, then we're striking gold, and that gives us a lot of leverage to either." you know, trade Dak later on or, or keep Trey or what Trey Lance or whatever. So I think, you know, Dallas is trying to say, hey, let's this is worth the gamble to throw a fourth round pick where that could turn us into a second round pick later if we if Trey Lance is good and we trade him or if we have to get rid of Dak and Trey is really, really good, then, you know, that gives us uh, an even bigger bonus. So I think Dallas is just kind of saying, hey, this is this is again low low risk, high reward option that's not going to really affect us if he doesn't pan out. Well, but, you know, not... speaking of, that, that is an interesting situation there because I think back when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers had no clue. Apparently, Dak had no clue that they were going to make this deal uh, for Trey Lance. What does that say to Dak? Uh, is that saying basically what you said a moment ago? Okay, Dak, you don't work out. We're not going to sign you to a long-term extension. Hopefully, Trey Lance works out. See ya. We save a ton of money. You know, I, I, it's a little bit different scenarios. I hear what you're saying, Randy, but a little bit. I mean, when you're drafting Jordan Love in the first without getting another weapon for Aaron Rodgers, that's saying, hey, yeah. you're planning on Jordan Love to take over. Right. Um, whereas here, it's not as big of a deal. They didn't talk to him that they're bringing in a backup. Again, number three starting out, you know. Uh, and so... I don't think that's that big of a deal, but you know, yeah, Dak's probably got to be thinking, "Hey, is this is this a move to to try to get rid of me sure. in the back of his head a little bit?" So, um, you know, it is a little interesting dynamic, but I do think it's a good move by the Cowboys because it, if it doesn't work out, you lose a fourth round pick, and and I mean, the average the average throughout the league on fourth round picks hitting are about forty percent. So, um, even if you had that fourth round pick, it's no guarantee that you would you would hit on it anyway. Well, here's the question. How are we going to know if it works out? Is, is he going to play? Will he ever play? If Dak Prescott starts and plays well, will Trey Lance ever even get in the game? Yeah, I mean, I think Dallas would obviously hope that this year, that nobody sees Trey Lance and everybody forgets his name, is, is I think what Dallas is hoping for, this year at least. And then I think you would see, hey, is he developing in practice? Is he, you know, in some of these scrimmages that we have, inter-team inter- scrimmages? And then next year, you play him a ton in preseason. If he does well, then you, like I said, you parlay that into a second round pick, third round pick, or you say, "Hey, this is this is really good. We, we really like him based on what we've seen in practice." So yeah, you're exactly right, Rick. We might not we might not know a thing about him this year if it's uh, <laughs> if it's worked out or not. Um, but I think so, man, that's again that would be the plan is next year try to showcase the preseason and some of those kind of things. So don't you wonder what Trey Lance thinks about this? <laughs> if if Prescott performs. Here's a guy that was projected to eventually be the 49ers starter. He gets hurt. He's not. And now he may just hold a clipboard all year. What do you think he's thinking? Hmm. Well, I think he thinks at least, hey, maybe I moved up a spot here because I was for sure number three in San yeah. Fran. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Sam Darn will beat me out there. So maybe here I at least moved up a spot where Dak does get hurt. I might have a chance. Obviously, Cooper Rush is the second number two going into it, the season. But, um, you know, if you're Trey Lance, you think, hey, maybe I can – I can take over that number two spot and solidify, you know, myself there um, to do it. It's really interesting. A lot of guys, a lot of the scouts I talked to said, you know, San Francisco went kind of against every cardinal rule when drafting a quarterback that he had one year of experience at an FCS level, um, didn't so didn't have a ton of playing time, wasn't 
great. I mean, he was good at the FCS level, but wasn't like record setting. And you draft just off of uh, potential alone, and and not you know not any of the of the exact measurements at the time. And so a lot of the, the scout buddies that I talked to said, you know, that's kind of the cardinal rule when you risk your franchise on that too. It's a that's a, that can be a tough tough thing. And look, lucky for San Francisco, they drafted Brock Purdy as Mister Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. Yeah, or else they could be in trouble right now if, wow. if they mortgage their future on. Um, you know, they mortgaged their future on Trey Lance, uh, but they were smart enough to do that. Look, the Washington, when they were the Redskins, they did the same thing. They had RG3, if you remember, I think third overall. And then they came back and drafted Kirk Cousins in the fourth. Mm. And Cousins ended up starting a lot of games for them. Yeah. And so you see some success with teams drafting two quarterbacks in the same year. What about, did Brandon Allen stick with the 49ers? Is he still their third quarterback? I believe he did. I haven't seen his name pop up on transactions as far as going to a different team, and so I believe he did. He did. Right. Very good. Well, in that case, I'm glad they traded Trey Lance, so Brandon would at least still be on a roster. That's good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is this a repairable situation, or is it so toxic? I mean, they've already put uh, Taylor... Jonathan Taylor, they've already put him on the PUP list, which means he can't play for at least the first four games. Is this situation, is it so toxic, Chris, that it can't be repaired? You know, um, I don't think so. Chris Ballard is the GM there. Um, Chris is a really, really good guy. Um, You know, he said the other day, he said, hey, obviously there's a little strain, but I believe it can be repaired. Relationships can be repaired, and we're going to talk, and we're going to work through this thing. Um, and, you know, I, I think some teams got close to trading, but Chris said at the same time, we're not going to just give him away. He's, uh, he's so much of a talent. We're not going to just give him away for nothing, for peanuts. You know, we're going to keep him and if, try to make it work out. Um, so it is interesting now. He's on, you know, physically unable to perform list, and so he can't come back for at least four weeks. Um, and Ballard has said, hey, we're going we're gonna to work on our relationship every day during those four weeks and, and try to repair this thing. Um, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, at the end of the day, your professionals, you say, hey, I've got a job to do. They did try to trade me. They just they didn't get what they needed, which is actually a compliment to me um, that they hmm. that they think highly of me enough. And so let's go back to work. So I do think, you know, you'll see this year after the first four weeks. I think you'll see John Taylor come back, and they might not they might not uh, you know invite each other to their Christmas parties, but I think you'll definitely see them uh, you know maybe communicate and, and working together to try to you know help the Colts. That's crazy. And now you've got the same kind of situation, maybe not to this degree, but Joe uh, Nick Boza, he can't seem to come to terms with uh, San Fran. Yeah, I mean, that's another interesting one you look. I mean, we're getting close to, obviously, week one, next Thursday, week from today, um, the season officially starts. Now, obviously, Nick Bosa knows the system, and so I think if, you know, if they get a deal done early next week, he comes in right away, and like he doesn't miss a beat, but um, yeah, you got to start wondering, hey, are we, how close are we uh, to getting it done? I know John Lynch said we've made some progress, um, you know, and we're, we're moving in the right direction. So I, I don't know how much the, that bridge there that they have to try to cross on, on either side. Um, I suspect they get it done. Typically, you see things like this get it done, and usually deadline spur action. And so uh, I suspect they get this deal done. But um, if not, then if they don't get it done by week one, then I, I think you'll be in for a long ride. But it, I think they do get it done. Uh, I just, it just seems like some of the biggest names, and I understand it's all about money, that you got to uh, you got to get your money as best as possible, but there just seems to be a lot of major names that uh, are hanging out, holding out, I should say, and uh, have yet to come to terms. What are reasonable, is there such a thing, but what are the reasonable expectations that you see for the Jets this year? Ah, give you a chance That's to a think. Right there. Yeah, hang in there. Hang in there, Chris. That is Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Blue Book, the Bud Light Little Blue Book wide open tiebreaker who scores the first Arkansas touchdown drive time sports will continue
Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 1037 The Buzz. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Double B's which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Double B's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Double B's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. The board-certified, fellowship-trained physicians at Martin Orthopedics provide complete care for students, adults, and athletes. At Martin Orthopedics, the surgeons and staff pay exceptional attention to every patient's needs. When you go to Martin Orthopedics, every member of the team aims to help patients return to their normal daily activities or playing the sport they love without pain. Whether it's your knee, hip, or shoulder, the physicians at Martin Orthopedics stand ready to assist. For more information or to set up your consultation online, go to Martin Orthopedics. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is chicken and sausage jambalaya for only $7.49 per pound with roasted potatoes and peppers for $4.99 per pound. Now back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish. Now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat My Catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined in a moment by Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Now, Robert Irwin Jewelers can design just about anything that you may can imagine. And they have a tremendous selection of precast engagement rings, wedding bands, whatever it may be. Maybe you don't want that, though. Maybe you want to design your own. So, if you want to design your own engagement ring, bring that idea. If you're, hopefully you're a better artist than I am. But print or sketch, and they'll design it to your perfection. And zero down with up to 60 months to pay. And they have a tremendous selection of loose diamonds. They make diamond buying easy, and they give you choices. So whether you want the uh, round cut or one of the fancy cuts, they've got all of the different styles that you can choose from. And they have the earth mined or the man-made diamonds that you can select from. That is Robert Irwin Jewelers. 
the previous and now still current location in McCain Mall, but now the new location. That is the Pleasant Ridge Town Center next to the Fresh Market out on Highway 10 or Cantrell. Take your pick. Easy to find, easy to get to, and shop to your delight. That is the Robert Irwin Jewelers. Been in business now for over 46 years. All right, let's go back to my man, Chris Turnage. And I asked Chris right before the break, a little bit of a teaser there, but what are realistic expectations, you think, Chris, for the Jets, the New York Jets? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm bullish on them. I think 10 wins is, is very reasonable. Um, again, their, their weak spot is the offensive line, but they, they're loaded in the running back room. They're loaded at receiver, I think. Um, defense is absolutely loaded. Defense will be a top-five defense um, in the league, I do believe. And so um, I do think there, you know, 10 wins should be easily attainable, um, plus uh, a playoff spot. And, uh, you know, look, it's going to be big that Monday night – Football 9-11 um, in New York, Buffalo versus the Jets, starting right out of the gate. And uh, that would be a huge victory if uh, the Jets could pull that off. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have been watching Hard Knocks or keep up with it, but uh, number 82, Xavier Gibson, is one of my guys. that's going to be their starting punt returner. He was an undraft free agent um, out of Stephen F. Austin, so it's been kind of cool to watch him interact with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers work with him uh, throughout this process. Um, and so that's that's been been really cool to see. All right, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, let's see. I can't tell you. It's just from, oh, LC and Sherwood. Chris, what do you think the running back for Indy is worth and what do you think Indy perhaps is asking? Well, that's a good question. Um, I can tell you he thinks he's a top three running back um, in the league. Um, I think Indy is trying to get – they're trying to get a first-round pick, but I think they would probably be agreeable to a second-round pick plus some other picks, you know, maybe a second and a fourth or a second and a fifth potentially. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, again, the running backs are a little bit devalued, but somebody like Miami, that's a piece they're missing. They don't really have a great running back room, especially with Jeff Wilson going on IR today. Um, they're going to be starting Raheem Mostert, um, which doesn't – put too much fear I don't think in opposing defenses so if you're Miami and you say hey this may be our one piece let's go ahead and give a first round pick so I think you're talking in that range um, of at least you know at least the first um, is what what Indy's wanting in terms of what I think it's worth I, I think you're probably closer to a second and fourth second and third something like that because you got to remember he's coming off injury from last year he's injured right now what does he have you know left um, in that standpoint. So if, it, if it's me and I'm needing a running back, I'm probably in that second, third, second, and fourth range um, to offer. Right. So, And by the way, Rick, I looked it up at break, and Brandon Allen is, is on the 49ers. Oh, the good. Three. Glad to so. know that. Glad to know that. Hey, sp- speaking of guys that, you know, it's difficult to sign sometimes, what about Chris Jones with Kansas City? Now, we know how good he is. Yeah. But what's the deal there, and do you think we're going to see him early in the season with the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I think he's in that same situation as Bosa. I think the Chiefs obviously welcome him with open arms. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if you're here on here a couple days before or if you're here, yeah. uh, whatever. We're, you know, you know the offense, the defense, you know our play call. Um, I mean, Chris Jones wants to be the highest paid, you know, defensive tackle in the league. Um, obviously, Aaron Donald probably has something to say about that, but uh, Chris Jones wants that. Um, Kansas City is probably – I mean, probably pretty close uh, in that range, um, but they they haven't reached a deal yet. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely been been very interesting. I actually had a conversation with Brett Veach, the, the GM, about this because BJ Thompson from England, Arkansas, uh, that got drafted there in the fifth. Um, we were talking about their defensive line, and he's like, "Yeah," he said, "We think we're getting Chris Jones back, but he said I, we're still a little bit ways off." Um, hmm. he said, so I, I I don't know. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if. Um, if they can make that make that work. All right, Chris, it is the Bud Light Little Blue Book time. And by the way, you can submit your entries by way of the Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. You can uh, send your entries by way of the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. 
You can call in 501-661-1037. You can email me at randyr at 1037thebuzz. Chris, the tiebreaker, oh, by the way, who scores the first Arkansas touchdown? Who scores the first Arkansas touchdown? So, are you ready for our prediction? I am, and I, I need to disclose, so I do represent the head coach of Western Carolina, Kerwin Bell. Oh, Ooh, how cool. Really? How about that? <laughs> I do, and so I, obviously I want the Razorbacks to win, but I don't want it to be a 50 to nothing, nothing game by any means. Um, so I, I do need uh, Western Carolina to score a little bit, but um, from that standpoint. So that's disclosures made, but I, I, I'm going to go with uh, Arkansas 37, Western Carolina uh, 10. Um, and I, I'm going to go kind of a chalk pick and say, you know, Rocket Sanders, I think Arkansas is going to be too big, um, pounded in. Um, and, and I don't know if you guys saw Kerwin press conference, but he said that's the big thing is obviously there's size when you look across um, every <laughs> every single position. The size difference is, uh, is something. To, so um, that's, that's my prediction. See, Randy, it's obvious Chris knows the coach because he pricked a score with a field goal in it. Yeah. He knows how good their <laughs> kicker is, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's squeeze in Navy Mike. Mike, you got a question or comment for Chris? Hey, uh, well, I kind of really just had a score for you. All right, let's do it, Mike. Uh, for you, you, you got the it's official, it's the black book, right? Or the, the little blue book, right? The blue book. This is it, Mike. This is the real thing. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, probably somewhere around thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, who is the thirty? Uh, Western Carolina. WC. <laughs> All right. Okay, and who will score Arkansas? Uh, no, never mind. I don't even need a tiebreaker for that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're the only one that's picked Western Carolina, so it doesn't matter if they win. You'll you'll probably win just only by default, if nothing else. Uh, Navy Mike, if that's the score, I'm going to be calling um, Alex, their AD. They're asking for a raise. Uh, well, 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 well. You know, and, and you know, Chris. I, well, the thing is, Chris, is is, is the you know, um, as far as the defense, you know, you got an unproven guy that you're changing defensive defensive philosophies in a in a in a a critical year for the head coach, and I, I don't know who this guy is. I, I didn't know who he was before he got hired. Um, I still don't know who hey, you but is. But you know what, is. Mike? Here's the here's the secret. <laughs> he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't listen to our show, so he doesn't know <laughs> but, who but, you but, are. But, but anyways, and he's uh, not worried. Just, yeah. He's not worried about your opinion. Mike, he's I gotta go. Defense. I gotta go. We're right on oh top of the break. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> I, I will say this. I think the defense is going to be very good, regardless. I, of do it. Too. I think Arkansas is going to have a very good defense this year. I totally agree, Chris. If if you talk to the AD, if WC wins. <laughs> I want I want part of that pie too as well. <laughs> hey, we'll see what we can do on that. All right, Chris. Thank you. Chris Curtis, our NFL agent and guru. Hour number three, straight ahead. Three doors down. Away from the sun anniversary tour. Special guest, Candlebox. Friday, September 8th, Simmons Bank Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the summer auto loan special from Alcoa.